0: Girl on Purpose Radio, episode number 28. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose Radio. My name is Vivian Tenario. I am the former CEO of Signature Flan turned radio and TV host. And each and every weekday, you are given the opportunity to join me and my amazing guest as we share our spirited stories of our successes, our failures, as well as incredible tips and insights for starting a business and finding fulfillment. We are definitely opening up our playbooks and paving the way for you to take our lead. Thank you for spending this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back. On today's show, I have just a special, special lady. So her name is Robin. She is the founder of Home Sweet Homegrown Hot Sauces. She is also an author. So she went on Kickstarter. She um, had been farming and into organics and all that good stuff for a while. She had a very successful blog. She started a Kickstarter campaign that were, that was very successful. Then she went back for a second time to raise money for her hot sauces, which was a huge hit again. So you guys are going to love her. I fell in love with her, not only because she's super sweet, but also because she is a hustler, and I love it. A hustler in the way that every obstacle that she has run into, she can figure it out. So for you out there that maybe have struggles today in your business, listen to her. You will be inspired. She inspires me. I mean, she found ways to stay true to her product when co-packers and the experts were telling her it could not be done. So you guys listen to Robin, find her product, support her stuff and um, be inspired today. I love it. I love my show. I love interviewing the people that I'm interviewing. I mean truly the people and the connections that I'm making are so amazing that I I don't know why I did not launch the show years ago. So here's my interview with Robin. All right, welcome back my beautiful people to another fabulous episode of Girl on Purpose. On today's show, I have the founder of Home Sweet Homegrown Hot Sauces. Welcome to the show, Robin.
1: Thank you, Vivian. I'm so excited to be here.
0: We are excited to have you on. So let's start the interview with your story. Share a little bit about yourself and then tell us a little bit about how you got into the hot sauce business.
1: Okay, it's kind of funny. It's one of those stories about how following your passion really leads you on the path that um, I think you were meant to be on. Um, I've always been... Um, a writer and an entrepreneur and a marketer, and but I've also loved gardening. And um, I've had many different jobs and different prof- professions, but gardening was something that I've always loved. And I started a gardening blog. Um, I believe it was in 2007, called Grow Indie. And the mission of GrowIndie.com was to encourage people to grow their own food and to kind of uh, you know it's all organic, non-GMO heirloom varieties we would focus on. And uh, I was trying to make gardening simple because when I uh, learned to be a gardener, it was very intimidating because there's so many books out there. And there's so much information, and it really isn't that difficult. So my mission was kind of to make it as simple as possible and as encouraging as possible. So I started a little blog, and it turned out to be a hit. I started getting all the, all this traffic, all these comments, visitors, people checking out the site, and it grew from there into a website um, you know, which became a full-fledged website with grow guides, and we had different bloggers on the site. We would review different products and talk about garden planning and talk about new varieties that we found. And it actually, from that website, stemmed a book deal. Uh, I was very excited when Microcosm Publishing approached me to write a gardening book, and I wanted to write a gardening book that was a little bit different from all the other ones out there that. Uh, You know are usually the big colorful coffee table books. Um, I wanted something that was a very useful guide So when I created home sweet homegrown the book My mission was to make it very simple and useful with um, helpful charts and different chapters on how to grow your own food How to plan a garden easy varieties to start with? different companion planting guides as well as what to do with everything you're growing you know, from canning and fermenting and pickling to storing and freezing. And so basically I packed all of my book, my favorite books. I, I took um, all the knowledge that I use every season and put it into one simple small guide. And uh, that was my mission, and it turned out that also became pretty successful. I was, I was um, you know, just rolling with it and um we did a Kickstarter for the book to do a book tour because I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could take this book on the road? And, you know, we didn't have any budget for a book tour at all. Everything was always bare bones. So, uh, my book itself is very bare bones. It's only a $10 book, you know, as opposed to all the other gardening books that are $20 and above. Um, our mission was to be as accessible as possible. So, we launched a Kickstarter campaign in 2012. And it ended up we were trying to do um, an Amtrak book tour because I didn't want to be flying all over the country. I wanted our ego footprint to be, you know as green as possible. And we launched a Kickstarter, and it turned out that Kickstarter featured us on their homepage, and we ended up getting over twelve thousand dollars to go on Amtrak across the country. And we had gardening events in you know eight different cities, urban you know, at different urban farms, at different nurseries. Um, You know, we we kind of scoured the country and we went from Seattle to Philadelphia. So that was a pretty amazing trip. But before we left, we planted 300 pepper plants. So when I came back home from this trip, I had a huge amount of peppers. And I thought, what am I going to do with all these peppers? (laughs) So I started, and my husband also loves hot sauce. So uh, it was kind of a no-brainer. So I started making hot sauce. And I thought, well, this would be really cool. As I'm doing book signing events, that I could sell hot sauce with my book signing events, because it's always something more interesting, and people love hot sauce. And it was from peppers that I grew myself, so I thought it was a really good tie-in. So I started selling hot sauce at my book signings, and I started, um, and also at farmers markets where I would be doing book signings. And the hot sauce became such a hit. Um, you know, I had really a good time with it. I, I made my own labels. Everything was. Basically, I created all the recipes myself, and I made all the labels from scratch, um, you know, in Photoshop. And it was basically, you know, 100% our vision and our love put into this hot sauce. And people really loved it, and they took to it. So um, then in 2013, um, I thought, well, maybe we can put this up on Kickstarter, and I can raise some funds to get another, you know, to get another round of peppers for the 2013 season. And I put that up on Kickstarter, and we just had a goal of about $850. And our mission, of course, was to grow everything organically, you know, non-GMO. We also were the first hot sauce to use chia seeds, which is something I made up in my kitchen because I happened to be having a chia smoothie and thought, well, wouldn't that be great to, as, you know, to be used as a natural thickener for my hot sauces? So, um, you know, that was another thing for our hot sauces that was different, and we put that up on Kickstarter on March 27th, just a year ago, and overnight we hit goal, and it just kept going from there. And we ended up becoming the highest-funded hot sauce in Kickstarter history. It totally blew my mind. <laughs> uh, so it was, you know. And then the next thing I knew, the Today Show was calling me. You know, uh, Williams Sono- Sonoma was calling me. Uh, Whole Foods was interested in putting us on the shelf. So it's all been spiraling from there, and it's been really exciting. I love it. <laughs> I went in the middle of all that. I also had a baby. So that was, that was that kind of blew everyone's mind. I was pregnant at the time I launched the the second Kickstarter for the hot sauce. So we, you know, and I, I had my son Ajax eight months ago, but it had him right at the height of pepper season. So it's been a little crazy, but really, really fun.
0: I love it. You know why I love it? Because you, like I told you this earlier, but you are the modern day hustler. And I mean that in... Yeah, positive way. You know, you make (laughs) it. Yeah, in the best way possible because you, you, you see the opportunity, and then you make it happen. And and then, you know, people see. I think people see the passion behind it, and I think also people see just the authentic self that you are just doing this out of just love for it. You know, there's no, there's no other stuff that, you know, they just see the genuine person. And I think that that's why people want to support you and want to help you with whatever goal you have, because I haven't had anybody else on the show that has been on Kickstarter twice. I mean, (laughs) you went back, you were on one time raised over $12,000. You went back and raised over fifty three thousand dollars for your hot sauce so that is a huge deal I mean when you raise that much money do you think I have a hit
1: I you know I did I thought all right well this is a sign I kind of threw it out to the universe because my initial goal was only eight hundred and fifty dollars
0: that's crazy
1: (laughs) and I think that's part of the endearing quality you were talking about because some people do go for some robust goal and I thought let me just put what I need you know, to do a small batch. And if it goes from there, I will keep making more hot sauce and I will gladly serve the masses, but let's just put up what I need for, you know, to grow some peppers and see what happens. And I really think people are so excited about getting organic food and, you know, real food. There's so much processed food out there. And I've been learning so much about the processed food industry from this experience. Um, But I think that what makes us different is that people can taste the authentic, flavor of natural foods in our sauces. There's no gums. There's nothing fake. There's no chemicals. And that's something that even as we scaled up was um I was getting a lot of advice from people saying, oh, you have to put preservatives in. Oh, you have to do colors. You have to, you know, you can get more out of your sauce if you put these thickeners in. And uh, I just refuse to to comp or to bend in that way because our mission has always been to grow the most authentic pesticide free natural food possible. Um, and I do think that people are, there's there's a wave of people turning that way. To, they want to get back to the real food um, because so many things are processed on the shelves these days.
0: Okay, so tell me this. So you get on Kickstarter for the second time. You raise $53,000. At that point, do you start looking for a co-packer? Do you have a co-packer before you even get on Kickstarter?
1: Oh, no, I didn't even know co-packers existed before before kickstarter at all i used to make um basically everything would be out of a commercial kitchen that a friend of mine owns a restaurant named betty's and i would in kutztown where everything is in kutztown pennsylvania where we're located from we're very into supporting our local businesses and um, so i would use my friend's restaurant on sundays because they were closed and i would make hot sauce and it would take me you know i think it was eight hours to make 100 bottles So um, when the Kickstarter started blowing up, my mom actually called me, and she's like, Robin, can you turn this thing off (laughs) because it keeps going? And she just knew that I was pregnant and amazed that, you know, I was going to be making all the hot sauce. So it was a little alarming until we discovered that you could make things in large batches. Um, You know, and some people do go to bottlers, and they just aren't even really involved in the process. But I found a bottler that I can actually go and make in huge kettles, what I normally would make in a smaller kettle, you know, at home. So um, basically I've just scaled it up, but it's still a small batch handcrafted product. It's not, everything isn't automated. Like I'm actually there each time we make it. We just make it in really large amounts.
0: The quality of your product is of most importance to you guys. And so how do you find a co-packer that has those same standards, that is carrying those organic products that you're using to make your product?
1: so that is a very tricky project prod, um problem because when we first started um I think I contacted three or four different co-packers and all of none of them used organics at all and it was a problem because I thought okay what are we going to do um I had to interview with you know it is a difficult process and we did do a few test batches without organic ingredients and there was such a difference in the product i mean I actually um, we have three different types of sauces and the one is a mango pineapple hot sauce and it, for some reason um, the onions that they were using just threw the entire sauce off and I mean this is probably the fourth time we went in for R&D um, and it was just driving me crazy because I was like why are these sauces not tasting well what's raw? and I knew you know we were just using their ingredients to do test batches but they were just really off And um, I just experimented over and over and over again on weekends and found out that it was the onions that were actually making everything taste bad. And I thought, that's it. We are not compromising. I'm going to – and everyone kept saying, we can't – you know, we're trying to find organic suppliers. We're having difficulty. We're going to keep trying, but nobody delivered. So I just started looking up myself, and I said, I'm going to find somebody. So (laughs) I started calling, um, you know, because we didn't just need, like, a couple pounds of onions. We needed, like, 300 pounds. which is a big difference in the world of, you know, large scale, like from when you become a small producer and you take the next step up. So I actually had to find a producer out in Portland, Oregon, that supplied organics. And because of that, it opened this gateway for our bottler to have this, you know, now that they've seen it's possible, um, they are able, and it is more expensive, but I wasn't, that to me wasn't a concern, you know, as much as the, I didn't want to compromise the product because of it being more expensive. That was not something I was willing to trade at all. So now because of this, and because I've made this connection with our co-packer to this organic supplier, they're now looking into, the entire co-packer is now looking into doing more organics with their lines. So I've actually somehow, I've changed the system just by
0: doing a little more, you, you know, see, by making these connections myself, the, you you won the hustler title. I'm telling you, <laughs> I love and it. I know, and it was it
1: was so much. I mean, I, I who knew it would be that difficult? But now that it's set up, and everyone's very happy, and we all have a really great relationship, it's it really is all about making the right partners right. and not not compromising and and going with your gut
0: yeah and having the tenacity yeah and having the tenacity and 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 just the drive to go you know what i'll figure it out i'll figure it out even if the experts are telling me it can't be done there's a way and we can figure this out and and you took it upon yourself and props to you man so (laughs) thank you it
1: was difficult because you know when you're new to this whole thing it is intimidating you know because the food world there's so many just deep-rooted connections and just the way you do things. And then you get this person who happened to do a Kickstarter that happened to raise some money, and everyone's like, well, does she know what she's talking about? Right. You know, so you have to have confidence, and even if you don't really have it, you have to pretend, and you have to just keep trying. <laughs> I love it. Fake
0: it till you make it. <laughs> all right, so you're a mom, you work full-time, and you're running this business. How are you handling all this? How are you juggling? Okay, so first
1: of all, I have the most amazing husband in the world. <laughs> People. <laughs>
0: It's important. To help
1: me with, you know, he has supported all of my crazy ideas, which now is, have become our new business. Um, and it, that, I think, is critical, um, you know, to have the support of my family. And also to have my family being a motivation for me is a huge support. But I also, um, you know, I'm very, I try to make the most out of my time. And I try to make it as the most efficient as possible. So um, I just, um, you know, I have the same amount of hours as everybody else. Basically, I I get, I work at a really wonderful company during the day, I work at Runner's World magazine, and I'm creative services director in the marketing department, and I love my job. People keep saying, are you gonna leave? And I say, well, I really love my job. You know, I'm I'm very interested in so many things. Mm So I just refuse to comprom- <laughs> compromise those things. But um, you know, I do get. I use my vacation instead of going to a beach or going, you know, on some crazy <laughs> trip. Um, I will use my week off and make six thousand bottles of hot sauce, and then and and then you know try to like make deals with different retailers. So it's all about efficiently using your time, and uh, you know, trying to not watch a lot of television. I think that if if you look at your day, there's more hours than you think. You just have to find them. So, like, I will be making calls on the, you know, on the road when I'm trying to drive to work. I will be actually calling a retailer. Um, you know, I just try to efficiently use my days as well as possible, and because it's very easy for it to slip away. And I know that there's somebody else out there that is doing this full time that can easily just make the same phone call I I can. So that's always constantly motivating me to just stay on it and keep going.
0: Right, right. So tell us about Whole Foods and Giant Supermarket. So you've landed these accounts. Tell us how you did that.
1: So I was so excited about this. I mean, I will say that the Kickstarter definitely helped. I mean, when I can call someone and say that we raise this much on Kickstarter, we already have this much in sales, that is, it's definitely helped open a lot of doors for us. And I am so grateful to our backers, every one of them, all 1,564 of them for helping us do that. Um, but basically for Whole Foods, I mean, that has been, I've, I've loved Whole Foods forever. I used to live right near one in Philadelphia and I used to shop there all the time. And with our organic non-GMO mission, it was a perfect fit for us. So I basically just went down to Whole Foods and talked to the buyer and started making relationships and you know, bringing our product and, and making appointments to discuss it with them. And they're very nice to new businesses that support their mission as well. So Whole Foods has been a really, you know, great support for us. And then as far as giants, um, we have a local giant in Kutztown. And Giants are a really large chain in Pennsylvania for some of you around the country. And uh, the one in Kutztown, since our peppers were literally grown across the street, I thought, why not go in there and say, hey, this hot sauce is literally <laughs> from across the street. And I went and talked to the manager, Steve, and he was great. And he became an ambassador for us and championed us to corporate and basically you know, told corporate, hey, this, this you know woman came in with her hot sauce and we'd like to get it in the store. And within three weeks, corporate called me and we had a meeting. And I was so excited wow. we, we got in the car we went to Carlisle PA and um, you know there I am signing into the guest book underneath Kellogg's and Danon, and and there's me Paul you know we, we didn't bring Ajax to that meeting we do bring him to most of our business meetings so that's my son so um, because the car ride was so long I thought it would drive him crazy but um, yeah and then we were at Giants and um, they actually invited us to be in all 200 stores and we had to make a decision as if we wanted to go that route or if we wanted to start small. And we're going to start small, um, you know, because somebody gave me that advice when we were first getting going that, you know, the one thing he learned was to grow small, and I keep thinking about that because, you know, it's very easy to just try to go as big as possible, but I don't want to over-compromise. I don't want to run out. I don't want to not be able to meet demand. I want to kind of see how it goes. and. Um, not delude ourselves too much in the beginning so we're going to start with four stores at giant which i'm very excited about in may so basically just going in there and talking to the managers and champion having them become ambassadors for us was what i found worked the best do
0: you ever sit and look at your husband and, th- and tell him you see i told you it was a good idea
1: oh you know he actually he always did think it was a good idea i think there were times when i was ready to give up because it is a lot of work It was a lot of work in the beginning to make all of this hot sauce, even for my book signing events. And he was always so encouraging. Um, One funny thing, though, that I remember him telling me when I launched it, because he knows how seriously I take Kickstarter and how attached I am to it, because it's very emotional doing a Kickstarter once you hit that launch button. It's yeah. like every backer becomes a friend or foe. Uh, you know, you're just like, oh my gosh, are they going to buy it? Are they going to support me? And when I launched it, he said, Robin, you know, if nobody buys it, do, do not get upset. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like, he's like, you know, it's you know, it, it's hard to do kickstarters. Like the first one, you know, was a success, but like this one, if the second one doesn't work, it doesn't take. Don't worry about it. Like, don't take it too personally. <laughs> and, then, and then it hit goal like that night. It was really funny. But, no, he's, he's been wonderful. So I can say nothing, Yes, none of this could actually have happened. And he now, because of um, the success of the Kickstarter, is doing the hot sauce business full time, which is, is great. That is great.
0: Yeah, that is really, really great. So tell us, if you could give three tips to an entrepreneur who's maybe a year behind you, two years behind you, what tips would you give them?
1: Okay, so the one thing that really helped me kind of know if my product was a good fit for the market was to do my own focus groups. Which would be me selling it at farmers markets. There's nothing better than going to a farmers market or a public forum where you don't know the person because your friends and family will take you so far, you know, they're not going to be as honest as a stranger. And basically, just taking your food product at a farmers market and sampling it and watching what people think. I think that that was critical to actually developing our business and gaining the confidence and seeing that this is something people really love. I mean, I had people telling me, oh, you should go to cold foods with this, like this, you know, and this would be a great product on this, like they actually became such fans of it. And it was such a good experience for me to kind of see how strangers reacted, that it gave me the confidence to know, you know, moving forward, like, okay, I think this could be a success. So that would definitely be a tip that I would give people. Um, See more tips. I, I mean, always to never give up and to just keep going because you're going to have a lot of people telling you like, oh, there's a million macaroons, there's a million hot sauces, there's a million this. But, you know, if yours is special and you believe in it and people love it and there's a demand for it, you just got to keep going. Um, and then another thing is just never compromise. If you love making your product organically, if you want you know to stick to your ingredients, to use the most pure ingredients, the most natural Ingredients because when you do jump up to the co packer bottling world, everybody tries to cut corners. Um, It seems like everything is just coming out of a can, everything is, you know, and everything is filled with preservatives. So, you know, definitely try to. I mean, I encourage everyone to make food as natural as possible just because. You can now I can really taste the Copac flavor and things. It's funny like before I didn't realize where all this stuff came from, right. but now, when I look at the shelf, I see everything differently, and you know I just encourage people to make as healthy a product as possible just because it will make your customers healthier and happier, which I think the positive does come back to you. so
0: thank you so much for coming on the show, Robin. It has really been a true pleasure to talk to you. Oh, today. Oh wonderful, this has been so great is it is that it? <laughs> I could talk all day. This is really fun. We're, we're going
1: to have you back on. Your show on. is fantastic. I'm in very good company. I love listening to your show, by the way.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Okay, so tell the listeners how they can get their hands on some of your hot sauce and your book.
1: Okay, so you can get everything at homesweethomegrown.com. And you can also find us at com slash homesweethomegrown. And on Twitter at com slash hs sweet homegrown
0: wonderful robin thank you again you have a good night okay you too thank you so much vivian i appreciate it bye-bye
1: bye-bye
0: all right you guys what did you think of robin authentic right i mean you can just hear it i am a fan robin you inspire me all right you guys thank you for coming back to another episode I hope that you come back tomorrow for another fabulous interview. You guys have a good day.